0: This is a Headgum Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the Headgum Podcast Network. This is the show where Billy and I tackle one topic also loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it.
2: Today's topic was junk food. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I am Adam Lustig. And we gave you a bonus episode on Tuesday.
1: We couldn't help ourselves. We were so wrapped with Beyonce and Lemonade and the cultural impact
2: that she had on the world and also on us that we just had to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. And it's still a great album as far as I'm concerned.
1: 48 hours later after we dropped the podcast, it's still sweet. Adam, have you listened to the Drake album? I haven't listened to the Drake album. I know that you sent it to me because you're a sweet, sweet boy,
2: Mm. but I have yet to listen to it. What do you think? There's 20 tracks, 20 on Drake's album called Views. Holy crap! And he went over 20. He went over 20. That's he, a, that's your honest assessment. John Stark's performance in the playoffs. He Holy chucked and chucked and fault.
1: chucked. Now Drake. tell me why. Because you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you in general would say that you're a Drake fan. Big time. Okay. Yeah. So why over 20?
2: What what happened? Well, he made 20 songs, right? And none of them worked. <laughs> <laughs> So mathematically, that's yeah. Zero. That, that, oh, 20. So, that, so that's how we got to 0 for twenty numerically. <clears throat> My opinion is yeah. That what's your beef with the track? He just sings a lot. He sings a lot. It's shaded way more to R and B and away from hip hop. Yeah, and I love R and B, but no he doubt, sings in a kind of sometimes it's very unrelatable. Yeah, to me. Uh, I don't he, it, sometimes it's just like I'm so alone I'm on this island like the world is like so difficult for me and it's just a little isolating and I can't relate to it but then when he raps against guys like Meek Mill and he disses dudes and he brags it's like well I can't relate to that but I love it it's kind of awesome yeah, yeah. when he sort of like plays the role of like alpha dog
1: rapper guy it's it he plays it well
2: yeah yeah and when he came out the gate he kind of had to prove it mm-hmm. with that you know, he had mm-hmm. to kind of come out with big bangers and be but like, I'm here now.
1: He had to shed his Degrassi, Toronto, half-Jewish, all the things that work against one when right. constructing a hip-hop persona. Yes. He had to fight against that. Yes. But now it seems what you're saying is that he's sort of like leaning into his R&B crooner, like sad intro emo crooner. Yeah. Piece.
2: And I'd be fine with that if it was 10 of those and 10 bangers. Certainly. But there's not really a banger to be found. Yeah. Yeah. There's a song called Hype. I think it's track five. And it kind of gets you there. Yeah. But I would go so far as to say that, do you remember when he made a Sprite commercial? Yes. About three or four years ago? Why do I remember? And I do remember... And he kind of, like, almost, like, turned into a robot at yeah. one point. Yeah. Well, the song he did in that Sprite commercial is hotter than any song on <laughs> <and> Views. <laughs>
1: Sprite overviews yes. all day. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer. His branded stuff is harder than his real stuff. It's Go figure. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Bill, not to sort of, like, uh, bring to light uh, maybe a minor hypocrisy. And, like, you're a human being. You are you're, you're reserve the right to contradict yourself. One of the things that you liked about the recent Rihanna record, Anti. Yes was that it was banger free that yes. was one of the things that you billy i think Correct. liked about it yeah but just the the musicianship and you she's not it a bitter.
2: rapper she's not a rapper straight up i want my rappers to rap straight up you know yep if she put out a rap album i'd listen to it yeah but i drake's already put out an r&b album a couple times over yeah just give me the bangers dog yeah yeah, yeah. he put out a song called summer 16 which was kind of a third shot at uh meek mill which okay. was just kind of putting it saying that uh like uh i don't remember the words in the song but basically he's just calling out everyone saying that like i'm done with everybody like it's all over drake is number one and you just listen to him, you're like, yes ego dog yeah give my rappers ego it's so funny that we still respond to
1: that you know what i mean like even in our sort of like sensitive millennial right. sort of era that we, we still respond to like braggadocious brag rap no like question. why does it
2: still work on us or something and why didn't drake include <laughs> it on views yeah really he now so summer 16 that song i was just talking yeah. about he just didn't put it on the album it he just released up. it about a month ago and it's a banger didn't put it on so the he album.
1: deliberately kept views nice and
2: gentle i guess so. I, yeah. guess so I guess so yeah. the cover album is him sitting on the top of, is it the CN Tower? The
1: CN Tower, well that would be Toronto, I th- I, that right. would make
2: the most amount of sense. And he looks very lonely He looks
1: super lonely, Perspective.
2: Guess what, you would be lonely if you sat at the top of a tower, no one's sitting no there. No one's
1: there, man, I don't think you can get out there without special permission. Not so. dramatic okay. appropriate.
2: Exactly If someone else was sitting on top of that tower the picture might actually be more interesting <laughs>
1: Exactly. Because you'd
2: be like, what's that other person <laughs> doing? Who's like? your buddy, Drake? Right.
1: Um, he was definitely laid to waste when kendrick came out with that control verse like Mm. kendrick went after drake pretty hardcore right wasn't he he like after
2: everybody that's for sure this was about a year ago when a couple of rappers jumped on the same track um the interesting thing about control was that kendrick also claimed he was the king of new york that was the big sort of
1: kerfuffle and god damn kendrick is the best kendrick is from compton so that's a
2: very kind of scandalous thing to say in the hip-hop community the best thing was the responses that all of the corny new york rappers yeah papoose yeah Um, they decided to take it upon themselves to take back New York from the best rapper in the world, in the Kendrick world. Lamar, And world. all of their verses came up so short. Yeah, a little soft. You tried Joe Budden. Yeah, yeah. You tried Joe Budden. Yeah, you uh, can't quite hold the candle to the king of New York. Turned out that Kendrick Kendrick was the king of New York. He was else. right about
1: that. Yeah, he was right. But I feel like Drake almost like exemplifies um, the thing that Kendrick was sort of going after, which was like, I spit bars. I'm a rapper. Right. I'm an MC. I am the MC. Right. All you other corny folks are like, your drakes. Like right. your R and
2: B drakes. But if you're a Sprite Drake, we're into it. You're a nasty ass drake. And speaking of Sprite, that is a natural segue to today's topic. That's right. And that topic is Junk food. Junk food. Mm-hmm. Sprite
1: is definitely included there because that has absolutely no nutritional value. No. Whatsoever. The, the, and isn't it funny that like I've always associated Sprite, like when I'm at a fast food joint or like at a Chipotle or yes. anywhere with a, sort of a, a soda banquette, Sprite to me
2: is always the quote-unquote healthy option because of, it's lemon lime. Of course. It's obviously. lemon juice. Uh, <laughs> what fruit? It's I mean, the Coca-Cola comes from, here comes scientist Billy, Coca-Cola <laughs> comes from the cocoa plant, <laughs> which is chocolate. <laughs> So, Which is chocolate. So, <laughs> so you're basically either drinking the chocolate or a lemon. <laughs> it, uh, I'll have the lemon. Thank you. Plead. I'm healthy.
1: I'm watching my weight.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm watching Drake and I'm watching my weight. Exactly. Yeah. It's true though. And soda very much falls under the big, beautiful, sugary-coated mm. topic mm. that is junk food. I feel like my
1: relationship with soda, it's like obviously as kids, it's like that is the alpha beverage. You just, were
2: – you were, your parents gave you soda? I feel like there was kind of a line in the sand between the healthy kids and the soda kids. I feel like there definitely was.
1: My parents kind of rode that line a mm. little bit. I feel like th- four of the seven days a week, they were on the anti-soda, be responsible, here's a Juicy Juice kind of situation. Which is
2: funny because Juicy Juice
1: is pr- – it- Sugar, yes. even worse. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like Sprite, like decarbonated de- Sprite, basically. Yes. Um. So I think for the most part. But they'd allow you to have a Coke with your meal or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We were going to Little League games and, and like our basketball. Oh, like, look, what are you kidding me? They're selling Coca-Cola for a
2: dollar? Like we're getting that every time and my parents are supporting that. You mentioned the Juicy Juice. Yeah. This is the act one of the No Joke podcast. And in this podcast, we like to talk about our previous history, our current history, and hopefully our future histories with the topic. That's right. Today's topic is junk food. Yum. Juicy Juice. Yeah. When we were kids, the <laughs> fake juice yeah. world You're... was thriving. Dole. The, like... the thing, the phrase purple stuff was real that was in the vernacular that was as popular as i've fallen and i can't get up that was those were big 90s uh slogans and touchstone catchphrases there. the purple stuff yep was the the other option in the refrigerator that wasn't sunny d it wasn't sunny d we got
1: soda milk right. purple stuff sunny d sunny delight yeah what was Sunny Delight exactly? Well, there's another great point. Uh, Sunny Delight was, uh, I think, nasty ass orange juice. Was like, or- not juice though. That was the beauty of it. It's like, and similar to the drink. McDonald's drink. Exactly, not orange juice
2: because, like, legally they couldn't call it juice because it wasn't squeezed from any fruit known to God or man. Much like KFC when it used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, but I'm there like- wasn't enough chicken, so now it's Kentucky Fried C.
1: Legally, you can only sell C. That ain't chicken, and that ain't juice. But
2: it's sunny. It's literally a delight. It's incredible how the two examples that we came up with are Sunny D and KFC. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. As you're not foods, you're food adjacent. You're food adjacent. You're a, you're a food product. You're and that's fine. Everyone had them. Everyone loved them. I would drink a gallon of Sunny D
1: right now. The tanginess. The thing about the Sunny Delight was the ta- it had that tang Yeah, wasn't it wasn't just
2: it. orange, right? There was that mystery tang. Quote-unquote citrus. <laughs> you know what's great about you saying the word tang? Wasn't that also... A childhood snack drink? Big time. That was the
1: powder that very famously went to space. Right. That's what the astronauts brought up with them to drink up there
0: Mm -hmm. in
1: space was Tang. Right. Uh, So it was like that had this prestige of like, we're drinking what the
2: astronauts drink. That's another thing. (laughs) Astronaut food. Did I go to a lot of museums as a kid and in the gift shop there would be dehydrated food or did that get out of the gift shop? Did that become kind of in the populace for a second? Both, my friend. If
1: my memory serves me correctly, it was definitely in every science museum, natural history, museum that you went to dehydrated ice cream specifically yeah it was like ice cream powder like dessert
2: bullshit powder and then dip and dots took that and kind of brought it to a more accessible place yeah yeah brought it to the kiosk brought it next to auntie Ann's.
1: exactly yeah and dip and dots i mess with those i was just
2: at a dodger game last week and i crushed a hat full of dip and dots dude not a dip and dot uh i've never really gotten into dip and dots and i don't know why i should Sell uh, me on Dippin' Dots. Okay,
1: great. Well, look, I mean, you are you like ice
2: cream? Of course, I'm human. What do you think about the texture of ice cream? Like the sort of
1: creaminess and, and the, I mean, do you appreciate Rocks the texture? Rocks the party doesn't need to be improved. Definitely not. Okay, but let's say, let's not call it an, Dippin' Dots. I wouldn't qualify it as an improvement, but let's call it ice cream adjacent. Let's say that Dippin' Dots is to ice cream what Sunny D is to fruit juice. Okay. It's like ice cream-ish. It's hard pellets that feel Bad like either. St- start.
2: <laughs> Bad start. Bad start.
1: <laughs> it's only on Dippitop. Well, well, it's a like
2: rabbit shit You said it's hard pellets. <laughs> oh my god! I was just telling Marina how I don't eat enough hard pellet. Pellet-based foods.
1: This ice cream would be better if it was hard shit pellets. Right. Uh, so it is basically like either rabbit food or rabbit feces size and shape pellets. Oh, my God. You are a terrible
2: <laughs> PR spokesman for <laughs> Diffin' Dots right so now. I'm so sorry,
1: Diffin' Dots. Go on. I'm not doing your product to service whatsoever. Right. Uh, but they're hard, and they sort of like melt in your mouth. Ma- there's like a melt in your mouth quality, but there's also like a very artificial like freeze-dried quality to them.
2: And that's part of the cell?
1: yeah like there's definitely like a plastic flavor like again like sunny d like it
2: (laughs) you have said nothing (laughs) nothing to convince me that this is a better or even lateral alternative to ice cream this seems like a massive as if you were in space yeah seems like the only time you should have dip and dots you use the word plastic yep you use the word pellet based hard you use multiple times the word rabbit yeah and shit okay yeah that's true i mean i guess they're not great now that i talk about it out loud to you in this room i'm sure they are great i just haven't I just haven't learned one thing that is great about them. Yet. Yeah, I guess it's just like it's, it's fun. It's a fun alternative. It's fun. I mean, like little I, instead of an ice cream sort of like soup that you get in a bowl, it's just like little ice cream balls, okay. like individual ice cream balls. Sure, that's really <laughs> that's really the sell. Um, you know, another going back to childhood drinks yeah. while staying in line with pellets yeah. was a drink called Orbits. Do oh. you remember Orbits? Oh, it was so vaguely. Will you refresh my memory? Yes, it was the color of plutonium. <laughs> And it had, which is what, by the way, um, like neon greens, oh, boy, ne- oh, neon's boy. harsh neon's, like the soda surge. Yes, exactly. Oh, got it. The, the spiritual embodiment of the soda surge, <laughs> oh, God. Um, not just the neon greens and reds, but the really essence of it. Yes, <laughs> um, it was a drink, but then its selling point was that it had like gummy pellets yeah that didn't really move around too much they almost just sat ina- inanimate in the drink sort of like hovered there i'm talking about orbits i remember like a two-year window where these things were like trying to stay in the deli <laughs> It was like them and Clearly Canadian were these two <laughs> drinks that were like, we're doing our best to survive against the Gatorades and Snapples. Give us a shot. Do you remember orbits?
1: I, I vaguely was the bo- what was the bottle shape like? Did it have a unique bottle design, or was it just like your standard sort of Gatorade type bottle?
2: It was glass. Yes. I would say it was in the vein of kind of the like the avions, but not in the not in the high class world. Right. In the lowest class it right. had gummy pellets sitting in it, and they thought your drinks needed that. It needed gummy pellets. Orbits uh, with a Z did you ever Maybe. did you drink the drink? did you have it? no, and I'll tell you why it's kind of like um vanilla coke, yeah, where I guess I'm interested enough to take a sip, but I can't put down sixteen ounces of your pellet based goo drink <laughs> what in what in what life circumstance? Do I actively need that pellet-based goo drink? No. Not sorry. after playing sports. Nope. Not before school. Nope. Not before sleep. Nope. Who needs to drink gooey pellets, orbits? No doctor's like, you know what, you're not getting enough in your diet is gooey shit pellets. Right. From fake drinks and Evian bottles. Right. No, That same doctor, that. 15 years later, was convinced that you needed that in ice cream form. Yeah,
1: however. you needed ice cream too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It seems, it's almost like in my mind's eye, I'm like this image of like an orbits bottle sort of like forming in my mind, and it's like almost like they wanted it to look like a lava lamp or something like there was like a lava lamp
2: i think it wanted it to be to it. solar system based so they put pellets in your drink but who the hell needs a solar system based gooey pellet drink i want my drinks here on earth
1: i don't need to be thinking about outer i don't need any space implications in my beverage right i don't need any of that right. yeah uh i never really messed with that do you in in this is sort of related ish uh i i do mess with a beverage with pellets nowadays um we live in Koreatown, so I do a lot of boba tea. Sure, I do a lot of boba, and this is a new development for me. And that is definitely a junk food. I mean, right. that is milkshakes basically with tapioca balls. That's what the boba is. It's like tapioca. It's pellets. tea with tapioca. Basically, yeah, or like you know smoothies, like you know pistachio smoothies, or like cookies and cream, or any of that bullshit. But it has
2: like these pellets, <laughs> these tapioca pellets in them, just festering at the bottom. One thing I've learned about you and i Mm -hmm. in this first act is that we desire different foods and drinks i think we do a little bit i don't want pellet-based foods (laughs) quite like you do i appreciate a good pellet every now and then um that was the first act before the show we were talking about uh another television show that we love it's called adventure time yes um there's a specific clip that i remember coming across once and it stunned me it just stunned me yeah it relates to uh, junk junk food food. for sure so it's about 45 seconds long this may be the shortest song we ever play on the no joke podcast who cares yeah this is let's just call it bacon pancakes enjoy
0: bacon pancakes making bacon pancakes take some bacon and i'll put it in a pancake bacon pancakes that's what it's gonna make bacon pancakes bacon pancakes making bacon pancakes I'm and I don't put it in a pancake pancakes, that's what it's gonna make Baking pancakes
1: That was Bacon Pancakes, the remix, right? featuring the fantastic work of Alicia Keys right. and Jay-Z from New York State of Mind or right. Empire State of Mind, whatever that song was.
2: We don't know the creators of nope. Adventure Time. We don't know Alicia Keys. Can't be credited. Um, so the best we can do is to say to support those artists. Exactly. Because... <laughs> we don't want to get sued exactly and support the internet in general which is where we found that clip we really opened up pandora's box when we played that beyonce song last week what how do you mean well you and i have discussed this and anyone who knows our catalog knows it's finite yep and we're creeping we're creeping towards the end of the songs that we have already recorded that you and i have made as snakes in our catalog last week we saw jake before recording and we said Um, what's the deal with uh, playing licensed music? And he said that that's something he gets asked a lot because a lot of his shows want to do that. Of course. And if you discuss the artist and you, let's say, show them enough respect and tell people where they can get the music. Yes. Then you're in the clear It counts Let's hope That that holds up in court Adventure time Adventure time Beyonce, Alicia Keys We're talking about it When the judge says Everything you did was illegal We'll just say But we Jake said But Jake's. I'm sorry Jake let
1: me, said Jake, Jake We call him into the, the
2: courtroom yeah. Jake's sick Jake's sick that <laughs> He's day He's sick today
1: um, A similar thing happened With the stand-up show That you and I had for a while That was called uh, Cindy Crawford uh, Arbitrarily named after The 90s Hubba Hubba Supermodel mm. uh, But then we got A cease and desist letter From her attorney That said Please don't call it That you can not Mm. Uh, So we had to change it to Sandy Crawford. That's right. But the sort of loophole was that if you – because Cindy Crawford, the entity of her name, had literally nothing to do with our show, it was not okay. If the show – the content of the show itself were in any way – relevant to Cindy Crawford, then it would have been safe under like parody law. So that, I think that that's, and that, that was like interesting. It was like, if it pertains to the thing, the property, then you're okay. But if you're just using the name arbitrarily, then that
2: is not okay. Which is uniquely poetic because when we were coming up with the show and we've come up with multiple shows, you yeah. and I have been making and naming shows for years. Yes. This was the first standup show that we were going to yes. host. And we said that every stand-up show's title is so arbitrary it's barely a pun and that pun doesn't matter even if it is one so we said let's go with the most arbitrary noun we come up with cindy crawford (laughs) and so if we had just come up with some aspect of it making it not arbitrary that's right It'd be fine. It would have been okay. Yeah. Go to the show. Good lesson to learn. Name your show. Get on up here. Get on up. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, Now, we discussed um, um, junk food beverages in the first act of the show, which I think is very important. And I know you don't really futz with with boba too much, and I respect your decision. I don't need a
2: tapioca-based pellet drink.
1: (laughs) You and Trevor both. Our friend Trevor is literally psychically and spiritually disgusted by boba.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are people who are psychically and spiritually disgusted by mayonnaise.
1: Yeah, I'm there on the some,
2: fence there. Yeah, people are on the fence. I get that. But then there are those who are like, no. Like, they can order like a lobster roll or something expensive and throw it out because there's a little bit of mayonnaise on that.
1: What's your mayonnaise
2: stance? Uh, I'm all I'm team mayonnaise. Yep. My mom is team mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. She raised a mayonnaise fam. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, gets in there early.
2: The snacks, our family had, I would say, we if I could grade yep. my family snack situation based on quality or based on healthfulness. I'm just going to give it a grade Great. to start. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll break down where that grade comes from. I would give us a B minus. Nice. B minus.
1: I'll take it. If I'm, yes. if I'm household Scafiri in Rockville Center,
2: yeah. I'm taking that B minus. Um, we, dec- we had decent snacks and we could talk about what was in the closet. But we always had cold cuts. Yeah. And in our family, (laughs) cold cuts and sandwiches were snacks. Love that. God bless your family. Yeah. There would always be turkey, salami, a couple of different cheeses, and not like rectangle cheddar blocks, like shaved deli. Yeah, deli meats. Always boar's head. Oh, God bless you, Billy. And these were our snacks. So when you say, how do you feel about mayo? It was It was part of the team. It was in there. We we had to have mayo in the fridge.
1: Yep, yep. You never ventured away from Boar's Head and even uh, explored the
2: Dietz and Watson universe. A fool (laughs) leaves Boar's Head. A fool. (laughs) But a fool. What are are you looking... What improvement are you possibly... I just did the High and Mighty podcast with John Gabris, and we talked about sandwiches for a second. We talked about the importance of the chicken cutlet in Long Island cuisine. It's almost like the official cuisine of Long Island. We talked about a few things that I think a deli needs in order to be a... High level Long Island deli. And the first two words I said was boar's head. Yep. And he almost fell off the couch. If you know, if if you know, you know. Yeah. If you've had boar's head, you know that's the best sandwich, you can make yourself. Industry standard. Now, in no way, and maybe this isn't even what you were implying,
1: in no way do I consider cold cuts and delicious cheddar cheese and mayonnaise junk food. No. Of course, that is the food of life.
2: But I'm just saying that that was in the same kind of circle as the Oreos and everything else in our family's mind's eye. Yeah. These were just the snacks. I'm not saying because there's always healthy snacks and unhealthy snacks. Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: And there's those things that ride the line because it's like junk food to me immediately conjures like sweets. Like my family was heavy into the Little Debbie circuit. Yes. The Swiss cake. Rolls, the yes. peanut butter bars, like Let's that talk was about those for a second. So that was my family's kind of Achilles heel. Yes. Uh, Achilles heel in terms of like shoving the oatmeal cream pies. Big. T- we never messed with those. Those were like the forbidden fruit. Those are almost like too. Sh- right. <laughs> like my mom weirdly drew the line there. Like yes. those were t- like too unadulterated sugar. <laughs> I get it was that. just
2: like too pure. Somehow that makes. Sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you would feel like you would eat one of those oatmeal cream pies and just like feel it in your mouth for like
2: 48 oh, hours. Oh, it's screaming, like, screaming in your mouth. <laughs> just like the sugar granules would just like. Blink Live there forever. But I, I yeah. I dated a girl when I was thirteen or fourteen. Congrats, man. Named Erica Lopez. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful girl. I mean, made my friends jealous. She was like the one you wanted to date. Nice. Super cool. Whoa. She had an older brother. Okay. His name was Willie Lopez. Hi, Willie. Willie Lopez was probably 17 years old, had about 110 pounds on us and a bad attitude. Bigger dude. Mean, mean older brother. Yep. Bully. Yep. High school bully. One day we go to the high school. Uh, I guess we're all freshmen, and I'm there to see Erica, and things don't go well. Willie shows up. Sorry, what does that mean, things don't go well? Willie shows up. <laughs> oh, that's what the joke with <laughs> Willie, and I'm standing there waiting for Erica, and now there's no, there's no exit for yeah. Billy. I'm with my friends Corvetti and Mike D. Good. Um, Willie respects Corvetti's older brother, so Corvetti is safe. Billy and Mike D are not. You don't have older brothers to, be, to respect. Billy is dating Erica Lopez, so he can't necessarily beat me up. So my friend Mike D, the most innocent of the three of us, Willie picks up and throws in a bush to teach us a lesson. Just by proxy? Yes. What? Okay. <laughs> about a week later, all I can think about is, I'm dead, Willie Lopez is going to kill me. Absolutely. I go into my local deli. It's about 9.30 in the morning. And who walks in? Willie Lopez. Oh, go, I'm by the Gatorades and Snapples. Okay. Can't be seen. I'm just going to lay low until Willie gets out of the deli. Are you
1: ducking behind the
2: cooler or it's just a different
1: part of the deli? Big deli. You can can hide. This is not a bodega.
2: It's a deli. Long Island sized deli. Big difference. Got it. Willie Lopez, I'm standing there watching his every move, walks up to the counter, seems pissed, and says, where's y'all funny bones? (laughs) He needed the peanut butter and chocolate sweet treat. Funny bones. (gasps) Where's y'all funny bones? You better believe I took a knee. I took a knee. I was like, I cannot be seen. I cannot react. Where's y'all? Where's y'all? Funny bones, in the family of little debbies, big time ho hos, yo yos, ding dongs, yeah. and hoos. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Where's y'all funny bones? bones? The Willy Lopez saga.
2: Man, Man. That is so funny. I'll tell you, after I saw him order those funny bones, I didn't fear him quite the same.
1: Exactly. You know? Exactly. And funny bones, I mean, that was like sort of on the heavier spectrum of the Little Debbie Snacks. Those yeah. were dense. Yeah. That was a lot of peanut butter in there. It was like, that was almost a trial to get through a funny When bone. you replace the cream with peanut butter,
2: it's definitely like more heavy. It's like a double meal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that also, we're so stupid. Like, I'm just so stupid. It's like, I'm so easily tricked. If there's peanut butter involved, that also, in my dumb mind, elevates it above junk food. All of a sudden, it has nutritional value. It's a nut.
0: It
2: does. Protein. (laughs) I eat currently, um, I eat one to two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Every day. Are you for real? With a 16-ounce glass of milk. I want to do that now. It's you do so, that now? It's so easy. I want to do that now. You know what I do, though? I don't use... Uh, I used to be grape jelly. Team grape jelly. Again, this was instilled by my parents. Definitely. We would always just be eating sandwiches. It was literally a cavalcade, just rotating sandwiches coming out of the fridge. Not to mention that grape is the default jelly if you're in America. Yeah, I agree. Please. And we were never jam or preserves. Right. And I never thought that there was necessarily something different mm-hmm. until someone changes the game. Mm-hmm. My mom grew up. And about two years ago She grew up out of the jelly game And she said Billy, you gotta try Strawberry preserves Hello, artisanal The whole thing costs like a, The whole thing Bread in those two jars Will last you a week That's and true it costs like six bucks That's true And you yeah. have two a day And you're having a great old time It's pretty economical
1: and, and it fills you up And it's good Now would you Again, I know that like The term junk food is arbitrary Would you consider A peanut butter and jelly sandwich Quote unquote junk food
2: No, because jelly is a grape
1: <laughs> Okay And a peanut is a nut It's just like Sprite Okay Where does it derive from? where does it start okay on the vine that's right. healthy right okay where, totally. the pep- where does pepsi start
2: from the pepsi tree we all know that that's not <laughs> at least coca is the coca plant right yeah we've talked about the chocolate snacks i think it's uh on us to talk some gummy snacks yeah
0: we can go gummies
1: i actually i mean i was sort of sitting on this but and i know this may be a controversial opinion or maybe oh, not Oh no i'm gummy over chocolate gummy over chocolate i'm harry I'm um, here's my favorite skittles over twix yeah. yes okay Skittles over Twigs, specifically anything sour, a sour gummy worm, uh, a sour straw. Mm -hmm. This this is my Achilles heel, especially on road trips. If I'm road tripping and I'm driving and we pull over to get some gas at a 7-Eleven or a gas station, my default is 10 times out of 10 give me the most sour
2: uh, worm, right. worm-like snack that you could that you could muster. Do you know why I think that is? Why? I think that the chocolate is more like a meal. It's yeah. almost it's more intended for the digestion. It actually it's going to sit and fill you up a little bit whereas the candy Empty. is like a fun shock. You know, and on a road trip where you're seeing a lot of monotonous roads roll by, you need those little just like shocks shock of fun. Me. That's such a good point. When Billy. you digest it, nothing's changed. You're just as hungry, but you got a little like boost for a second. You're, I think that, that you fleeting. Boost. It. Yeah,
1: I think that is the correlation between sour snacks on road trips break right. up the monotony of the road trip, shock right. my brain a little bit. Fruit by the foot, ooh, and
2: fruit roll ups. Hello, were really this interesting snack that came out. Yeah, was this your flat, family getting this fruit flat by the- snack? <laughs> Flat fruit snack. Flat fruit snack. <laughs> yeah. If you went to your local A&P or food town yeah. and you couldn't afford the Gushers, yeah. or I'm sorry, the Fruit by the Foot, your parents would get flat fruit snack. Fruit S- snack. That's what the general, that's the, <laughs> that's yeah. what the other box would that's, be. That's the generic bread. Right. <laughs> yeah, did
1: you mess with, Fruit by the Foot to me seemed like a, lux, like, seemed like a fun luxury. Mm-hmm. It was like a combination food and slinky. It was like sure. a toy and And food.
2: And so good. So good, though. So fruity.
1: And I wonder what would happen. I bet that I would like to make an art piece out of all the discarded paper
2: that was like all the discarded like foot paper. How many times can that wrap around the earth? (laughs) Exactly. Right. How many of those have been consumed? Um, Within that, they were uh, improved with the gusher.
1: Yeah, the gusher, that was a game changer, man.
2: In in the fruit snack world, that really turned things upside down. We've talked about this before, not on the podcast, but... The commercials and the packaging for Gushers would have you believe that upon one bite of these fruity jewels, this juice would be blowing a you. Geyser. Literally, they blow kids off the ground. <laughs> exactly. That's the image. Kids are fifty feet off the ground because they just bit a Gusher. A juice explosion. We've discussed this. A more appropriate name for the Gusher would be Seeps. Oh God, <laughs> Seeps. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't that... know. we have discussed that, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Because that is what happens. <laughs> that's a little more When accurate. you bite a gusher,
1: that's more experientially
2: seeps. accurate. <laughs> the goo seeps. There is no gushing. It doesn't gush; it seeps. If it did gush, you'd have a broken jaw. <laughs> it seeps, and I'm still down
1: with seeps. I'm super down with the seep. I, I mean, like I haven't had a gusher in years, uh, um,
2: but I, I could. I feel like I could subsist off of just gusher. Do you remember when there was? I think it was like. Again, this we're talking about the gummy snacks. Yep. Um, it was like underwater fish or sharks, but then one of them would be like the yogurt white one. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like the, the insert card in a baseball card. Shark pack. bites, man. Shark bites. Definitely. It was the white hammerhead. And would it be all white, or would it also have a, like a little like teal on the bottom to say had, like, here's your fruit? Might have had a little fruit flair there. The but equivalent I think it was, of yogurt with fruit. That yes, one was.
1: fruit on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Shark, I mean, shark bites were, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I'm general, I mean, gummy snacks to me still, I mean, like, Like you said, I think, chocolate, where's your funny bone...
0: Th- little Debbie snacks of that bombs. nature,
1: they they are bordering on nutritional because at least they're hearty, and you're right, they do
2: fill you up. You're lying if you say that a Reese's Buttercup isn't a meal. Yeah, exactly. That is the stake of the candy aisle. You're not hungry afterwards. A gummy snack, like you're saying, gushers, fruit by the foot,
1: fruit roll-ups, flat fruit snacks, mm-hmm. these things exist only in the mouth and head. I don't even think that they even seep into your digestive system at all. I don't think it like goes below the neck. Right. To me, I experience gummy gusher sour fruit only as a... Head Head rush that turns into a mild headache that turns into uh, exhaustion. Yes. So that's what I want out of it. And that's
2: what I like. And that's what you get. That's what I get. <laughs> um, that's the second act. Cool. Um, there's an app that I use to find new music. Cool. It's called the hype machine. Oh, cool. The hype machine. This is not an ad. This is just something that I use regularly and it actually provides me with awesome new music. Is the logo like a little green heart? It's a red heart within a uh, green square. That's right. Cool. But it is its own designated radio station. It also is a blog aggregator. So whenever new music blogs upload new music, if a lot of them either get likes or a lot of songs kind of come together, it'll come up the list on the hype machine. So I was listening about a few weeks ago. And I heard a song called Brushstroke mm-hmm. And I tried looking up this dude Or this woman I have mm-hmm. no idea But it's been on loop Great And in the spirit of using other people's music Sweet We are going to support this mystery artist Play it, man Cool Let's do it Okay
0: I gave you something to think about Should take a lifetime to figure out Choose it, bake it, plead on your knees a lot Look at how I bend it, shape up, bend it as I please, easily enough
2: All right. That is a song called Brushstroke. We are back. This is the No Joke Podcast, and it is the third act in which we'd like to talk about our future relationship with the topic. In this case, it's junk food. In this case, it is most certainly junk food. (laughs) Uh, Before we do that, though, like always, we'd like to remind you, if possible, to go onto iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. I assume those words are now numb to you. It's It's just just part of what these guys say to us, but those words hold meaning. Exactly. You say rate, review, and subscribe. That's what it is? Yes. It's nice. Rate five stars, yep. review hyped, yep. and subscribe because we wouldn't want you guys to have to stumble into this podcast, yep. to have to find one on someone else's Twitter wall and be like, right. I guess I'll give it a shot. We would rather it come to you. Be an early adopter. Yes. You know Let what I mean? us do the work. You hit subscribe and then you'll just wake up with it every Friday morning and an occasional Tuesday morning as well. When there's a bonus episode like there was last week with Beyonce, check it out. Worth noting, if you have any friends or family members who have an Android podcast, They don't have access to the podcast app and iTunes. That's right. And all the things that we've explained how to rate, review, and subscribe on your iPhone. Our three favorite words. Good news. We are now on Google Play. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Google Play has reached out to us and a few other podcasts on HeadGum because it's a new service, basically the iTunes for any Android user. Great. Non-Apple people. Yes. So if you have any friends who you want to introduce the uh, podcast to... Mm let them know that they can find it on Google Play. Mm-hmm, but yeah. only if they're hyped.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, pick out your most hyped friends or the, those who, like, have a proclivity for being hyped and maybe just sort of loop them into the podcast because we're having a
2: good time here. We want to share it with you. Yes. Yeah. The first time we requested our fans and listeners, I should say, to um, write the word hyped, man, did you guys come it out worked, in numbers. like gangbusters. I'm literally looking at the iTunes uh, comment section yeah. now, the yeah. review section now, and numbers 33 through 40. So seven reviews in a row simply just say hype. Bra, bra, bra. Love that. One says I'm hyped, bra. Yeah. One says hyped dash Uncle Tony. Okay. But that was part of a request that we made. We made a very specific request and these dudes listen. Listen. We asked people to include a bee, a lemon, and glasses. In honor of Beyonce? We've received it. It happened. Okay. We've also received people who just say hyped from Minnesota. And that's great. Hyped from Illinois. That means so much to us. I would love it. If a graphic designer who listens to this podcast could come up with a map, an, uh, an empty map, and we can continually fill in each state who has reported in by saying hype. It's the best idea I've ever heard. It's not
1: complicated. Yeah. And we want to chart exactly where the No Joke podcast is infiltrating this great union of ours. Yes. Yeah.
2: I remember that when I hosted the Fantasy Football podcast. Yes. I learned that if you make specific requests and people actually care about your show and want to feel included – they'll come back and help you out
1: that graphic designer slash listener of that podcast made the dopest logos for all of our teams in that
2: fantasy football league that That, was incredible i agree that was amazing and when you host the show it's so cool and rewarding because that it's really hard if you don't have like a call-in aspect right you know you're just kind of like reading people's reviews and you're trying to engage with them the best you can or you know if you go to no joke pod on twitter at no joke pod on twitter we'll do it that way but it's hard to really engage with the people it is and we, we very earnestly want to. We crave that. I mean,
1: yeah, this is, you know, like Billy said, it's like we're doing this podcast and in this like very comfortable sort of like isolated room. Right. And it's just such a trip, at least to me. I know that I sound like a naive weirdo saying this, but it is such a treat and a trip to see all the feedback sort of come flooding in from places like
2: Minnesota and right. Peoria,
1: Illinois, I believe right. that we just got a message from. Mm-hmm. So that's a thrill. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Android, other words.
2: Yeah, and you can also email us at... Uh, it's nojopod at gmail. If you have an idea of, if you have a skill, maybe you make music, maybe you make art. If you want to do anything to include yourself that much more In this podcast Mm -hmm. We are here to listen And support it And we will write you back Absolutely And as uh, evidenced By our playing of uh, Bacon pancakes From the
1: internet We would love To sort of continue To build a library Of cool music That we could play In the interstitials Of our podcast Because as Billy mentioned The snakes library As of now Is finite So please Send us your awesome music That you make And maybe we'll include it On the podcast And we'll all get A big LOL out of it
2: Right Yeah. That's not to say That we don't still Have snakes bangers Oh you know we do In the chamber Of our hip hop gun Okay The 36 chambers Okay Up from
1: the 36 chamber That might be Wu-Tang's gun I think that's Wu-Tang's gun They have like That 36 pronged gun Right Yeah We just have the one chamber Right
2: (laughs) Enter Uh, the one chamber um, Enter the third act Of this The No Joke podcast Let's talk about More snack foods More junk foods So we generally try And talk about Our future relationship With junk food Mm -hmm. We've talked about soda Yeah I believe that I've talked about this With you before Yeah It's kind of hard To name a soda like to come up with an original name for a new soda and like a good one it's you really could just we've talked with Jake about how it's kind of easy to name a podcast that's right, but it's kind of hard to name a soda. I totally agree with you because you when you like sort of
1: the word the sodas that we take for granted are not words coca-cola pepsi pepsi. Sprite These are just sa- these are just syllables. Doctor Mi- Pepper nothing means anything. What, surge? I mean at least that's a human word. Right. At least that's a word that
2: means energy. But right.
1: so much of this, you're right, is like they they're they're almost like designed to be non-words. Right.
2: It's yeah. as if you're not supposed to think about it, something's supposed to come out of your mouth. Here, just free thought. Give me two soda names quick.
1: I got Frappy and I got Zwam. <laughs> Zwam is like a is like a cherry it's like a cherry blueberry hybrid and oh. uh Frappy is like a coffee flavored
2: soda. Yes. That's what that is. <laughs> Okie dokie, I think we have good ones okay. actually.
1: <laughs> Guys, please send us names of new sodas. Please in I, the comment section, you can just like drop some new soda ideas in there while hearing all pitches.
2: I'm going to completely reconsider how you and I work. <laughs> because we've worked on projects that have never come to fruition True. for weeks. True. And they've just never really like bloomed in the way we hoped they would. True. That was such a successful question and answer <laughs> sesh. I'm leaving this place and getting frappy when I'm done. Let's go, man. I already had a coffee, but it's like, I don't need another two o'clock coffee. I'm just going to have a frappy now. It's a carbonated coffee flavored soda drink. Jeez Louise. You
1: know? But yes, it is super hard and like, yeah, it's tough to name the soda or at least come up. It's like if you had to invent a flavor genre of a soda that doesn't exist, what would, like, what do you, where are the holes in the soda market in your opinion, just in terms of flavor profiles? Right. Good question. You know? Um, to me, I mean, like, I've seen a chocolate soda. There was an amazing place in Greenpoint that's called the Manhattan Coffee Company or something like that, and they do, like, a coffee soda, which is real. That's, like, amazing. Right. And that's sort of, like, highfalutin and sort of, like, fancy artisanal, whatever, Brooklyn coffee soda.
2: Right. I would say that maybe, but I don't really strongly believe it, the grape soda game could just be on par with the Cokes of the world. I'm with you, I don't think that there's anything that distinctively different in terms of, like, this is, like, for kids. Right between grape soda and Coca-Cola outside of the marketing.
1: Yeah, I, some of these sodas do get a bad rap. Like an eight, there's like a silent age ceiling. Well, for, in general, I think soda, it's like, what is the socially appropriate age when
2: one is assumed to stop drinking soda? You're asking the wrong guy. Because, because we drink hell of soda. Team soda. Team soda forever. I'm trying to do everything I did when I was 15 the same way. Exactly. <laughs> I really liked myself then. Yeah, that goes for everything. Right. Uh Yeah, I... I um... Orange soda and grape soda, they're just almost in the penalty box. Yeah. It's like all the cool soda are eating at this lunch, lunch, lunch table over here. And then for some reason, personally, if I'm walking into that cafeteria and I see Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. and Sprite and they're all just like laughing and having a good time at one table. Like and the Mount Rushmore of sodas. Yeah, just like kind of the cool kids. I'll and eat. then I see orange soda and purple soda sitting across the cafeteria. Yeah, You already know what table I, Billy Scafuri, am going to sit Correct. at.
1: Correct. Oh, what's up, new friend Fanta Pineapple? Yeah. I'm with
2: you. Land of the Misfit Sodas plus Bill. <laughs> Yes Hashtag land of the misfit sodas Hashtag plus bill You know who is uh, Trying to change the game In the snack futures who's world the, Who's that Oreo How They are They have the perfect cookie
1: Definitely I mean that's Two chocolate I mean, That's an cookies. empirical fact
2: They've created the perfect cookie Okay well, they're just starting to get too creative for their own good. Why? What do you mean? I know they do like mint-flavored thises and so banana-flavored We They obviously went to double-stuff. Right. And I'm a double-stuff guy. I
1: mean, you're only human.
2: Yes. The, the double-stuff created the new normal for me. Now, a regular Oreo feels too small.
1: Feels like a thin mint.
2: Yes. Please. So, they decided, okay, people love the double-sized Oreo. Mm-hmm. What if we go the half Oreo? What if we go Oreo thin? That's a thing? It's less cookie- and less sugar. It's like a wafer, and it sucks.
1: So, I'm sorry, just to get a clear image in my mind, the the cream quantity is that of a double stuff, but the cookie no, is thinner. No, no, okay. no, no. It's that of a quarter stuff. Oh, okay. Got it. Just the whole thing is thinner? Yes. And you're like-
2: It's a get- communion wafer. <laughs> it's the type of snack you bring to your enemy's party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you want to bring your enemy a shitty snack, you want right. a thin-ass Oreo. That's hey, I brought church. you something, and then you hand them Oreo fins. They get the message. Oh, cool. I basically rather you a not horse head cum. in your bed. <laughs> exactly. It's just basically a softer <laughs> mafia stronghold move.
1: I love that you have uh, that the Double Stuff Oreo has literally supplanted Oreo normal for you. I just become the new normal
2: Oreo. I would imagine that I am not alone. I'm sure. Anyone yeah. who has... Uh, Especially cookie heads. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking specifically about cookie heads to understand the difference. Because, they, oh, so let me just get back to uh, Oreos for a second. Right. and How they continually screw up. <laughs> so then they went from the Oreo Thin, swing and a miss. Yep. To the Sega oh, CD of cookies. To the Oreo Vanilla. Okay, so now it's a white cookie, and I get it. That's fine. Except that they cost more than Vienna fingers, and Vienna fingers are basically one and a half oreo vanillas and are so good so what kind of schmuck do you think i am buying your dumb off brand oreo when i got vienna fingers for 39 cents more right next to it
1: agreed brother are you kidding me and not to mention the fact that part and parcel and baked into the oreo mythology is the chocolate. chocolate
2: okay so with that they said well we've been screwing everything up except the sugar what do you say we start screwing up the sugar oh boy enter oreo watermelon Ew, dude! Enter Oreo peppermint. Oh god! I Enter hate these Oreo words. strawberry. Enter get lost Oreo. Seriously, stand get out of here, man. That's the problem. I mean, unless there is some maniac psychopaths out there who are actually buying this crap. Not me. Oh man, you know what I am remembering, Adam? What's that? I'm just gonna keep moving this along with the more snacks and more futuristic snacks. Move it, be. We did a show in Iowa, North Carolina. I don't know; doesn't matter. Great. We stumbled upon Oreos. X. D. Uh, That was
1: Doritos. Doritos. Doritos XD13.
2: Doritos XD13.
1: Yes, that was an amazing experience. I want to say that was in Charleston. I'm pretty sure that was at the uh, Spoleto Festival when Harvard Sailing Team was performing down in Charleston, South Carolina. Tell us about
2: the Doritos xd thirteen. We were all living
1: in a house, so we kind of had to like stock up for the week on food. So we went to a grocery store and we saw this huge Doritos display. We haven't, we've barely touched in this podcast in the savory genre of junk food, Mm -hmm. but Doritos is, I would say, the alpha example of shitty junk food that's not sweet. Um, So we saw this huge huge display of Doritos, big bags and one of them, you know, we you got your cool ranch, you got your cheddar, you got your pizza flavored, whatever. One bag was very mysteriously black and silver colored. Um was not really marked in without any, design. Without design, like deliberately undesigned, like deliberately beta. And the title of it, it just said Doritos X 13d and it was like right. this test model This like sci- it was like almost at first it was like is this a mistake like did they let this out of the factory too early like yes. is this supposed
2: to be here so we obviously bought it
1: so what like we fell right into the marketing trap that's exactly what they wanted us to think of like course. oh my god this is like a beta version that we're not supposed to see so we get back to our house and open up the bag crack open the bag obviously and the flavor of x13d is literally the fast food experience. Yes. And when I say that, like I'm not we're not just saying like it tasted like a cheeseburger because it did. But it not only tasted like a McDonald's cheeseburger, it tasted like the experience of going Walk into a McDonald's. In. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Smelling that gross, nasty, amazing sexual smell, yes. stepping up stepping up to the counter, ordering it from your acne-faced teenager, res- waiting the five minutes, receiving it, handing them your receipt. Eating it in your car. Eating it in your car, being sad about it, eating both the double cheeseburger and and the French fries, and somehow this Doritos fully encapsulated the soda yes! at the end of the meal. Correct. You're it not was, lying. You're it, not lying. From soup to nuts, X13D was emblematic of the fast food experience. Totally.
2: That was an amazing chip. And despite all the disgusting qualities you talked about throughout the experience... We ate the bag in seconds. I feel like we talk about X13D,
1: members of the Harvard D maybe like twice or thrice a year with good reason. It's a ghost that <laughs> we all saw. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, we haven't seen it before since. We haven't seen these like fast food McDonald's flavored Doritos on the market. I no. haven't seen them in it, the was world. <laughs> it was a fever
2: dream. It was a fever dream. It was a collective fever dream.
1: <laughs> it's like someone had placed that there for us that one day.
2: We are very lucky to have eaten those Doritos. Super lucky. Thank you. Praise be to Doritos. And we are also very lucky to have talked about junk food on this the no joke podcast God, it made me hungry actually for fu- where's y'all funny bones another one where's y'all's funny bones <laughs> willie lopez you left an indelible mark on this willie heard. Uh, for the no joke podcast i am billy Scafiri. i am adam lust and we will talk to you guys next week enjoy your funny bones that was a head gum podcast